My friends and I used to have this challenge where you couldn't name uh, 23 things of a certain category. <laughs> it's like, sure, I can, but like that's like actually kind of a lot. All right. Integers. One, two, <laughs> Okay. All right. Three. Brainiac. <laughs> What's an equal? Like James Bond characters. Okay. It's like, there are, there are like 23 movies, right? Oh, like yeah. There's got to be 23 characters, but can you name 23 James Bond characters? I probably, uh, like, okay, so uh, Odd Job. Uh, Blofeld, uh, James Bond, uh, Goldfinger. Uh, like I'm gonna get to Half like them are titles. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I'm gonna get to twelve or something. <laughs> that's what happens. Like, man. All right. That's what happens. Um, can I just assume that every letter of the alphabet is somebody, <laughs> James Bond? But no, because then I'm just I'm just making up things. I don't actually know them. You can't assume it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Twenty-three. That's a good. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that with stuff. This is Monster Manual Mash, a podcast where we talk about monsters. My name is Wes. My name is Chris. And uh, today, if I'm not mistaken, it would be great if I was, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the... Yeah, you got it, man. Nice. The Demi-Lich, still in the Ds before the big Ds, and we have this one uh, kind of a loose end of a monster to tie up before we tackle the demons and the devils and the dragons yeah. and the things that'll take forever. Yeah. So the Demi-Lich, this is kind of a funny thing if you are just reading and flipping through the monster manual as a like first time DM, as someone kind of new to the whole universe and the whole uh, life strangling hobby that is uh, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. A Demi-Lich, well, what's a... What's what's half a lich? What's a lich? What's a whole lich? Yeah, thing is, we're gonna have to talk about like a modification on liches before yeah. we talk about liches. And the uh, it assumes you know because the description kind of glosses over some of the finer points. Yeah, of lichdom. It's kind of it's like when you're following a recipe and it's like step one, do all this stuff. Step two, do this thing. Step three, before you do. The, the you know before you do this the stuff that you just did do this other thing it's like why would you put step three be before those following two previous two steps do this other thing yeah you know it's like that but monsters <laughs> it's like you're cooking monsters yeah it's like a jamie oliver monster cookbook <laughs> so we begin the demulich first thing that's looking at you is a, is a disembodied skull with uh, pretty gem eyes and that's what you got to go on as you read the description. So first off, we start with immortality of a lich. There's no uh, subheading. It just gets right into oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's rare. There's usually always a subheading. It happens once in a while. And yeah. the subheadings that do that they have included here are pretty lackluster and come after <laughs> all this other stuff. Yeah. Which makes me think that they didn't really know like what to say. <laughs> it could have just been like a formatting oversight. But whenever they 
failed to put one. It kind of like means to me that they don't have like a super clear thematic idea. They have like the nuts and bolts in here, but like they don't really know what it means. So immortality of a lich relies on feeding souls to its phylactery. What? If you don't know what that means, what a lich is or what a phylactery is, then reading on will not help. Yeah. But you can kind of, you can kind of maybe get it. And like, we're, you know, we all got Google. You can just Google phylactery. Yeah. But it's just, it's just kind of like, like I'm very familiar with this kind of stuff. And even I'm like, how exactly does a phylactery work? It, I think it depends who you ask. Right. It seems I've, I've seen it kind of different. Uh, and I'm sure different editions and different, uh, modules and different authors and whatever have different ideas. Basically, phylactery is a, th- a lich is just a guy who is a necromancer at first, mm-hmm. and then he wants to become even more of a necromancer by preserving his his uh, his self themselves, yeah. whether or not their body is included in this. And this is something that is kind of talked about later in the demi lich description. Um, want to preserve themselves forever, indefinitely, using yeah. dark necrotic magic. And in order to do that, the standard way, the tried and true method, is that you uh, create a phylactery, which is a thing that you put your true like life force, your soul into, yeah. and it is an object. So as long as that object that now contains your soul is uh, is kept intact, then you will live indefinitely, right? Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the gist of it. Yeah. A good... Way like I, I don't know. A lot of people are probably at least kind of familiar with Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, is so it is a phylactery? Well, it's thing? not a. They call it a Horcrux, though. But that's what Voldemort has. Is his? He's like he's got his soul in a different thing. Oh, that's okay. What makes him like immortal. I see. Yeah. Is he like long lived? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't. I'm not like an expert on this, okay. but I do remember. Uh, uh, like seeing that in the movies and like being aware of liches, you know, and uh, thinking like, oh, he's a wizard who made himself live forever by putting right. his soul in like a different spot. So you can't just kill him when he's standing right in front of you. You got to go like destroy an object that's yeah. far away somewhere. Looks like someone yeah. was reading Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. We just blew this story wide open. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling is J.K. What does that mean? Just kidding, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know what phylactery means? Uh, container, right? It's like it is a a small leather box containing Hebrew texts on vellum, worn by Jewish men at morning prayer as a reminder to keep the law. So I think it's that sometimes you see, um, the uh. The, the small box, I think I think it's worn on the forehead. Right. Sometimes, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think, we, haven't we looked this up before on this podcast? Um, I, I actually, I just looked this up a while, <laughs> pr- probably in private. I did look it up because I released a series of EPs that I called Phylactery, like one, two, and three, right. and whatever, um, like referencing like Dungeons and Dragons liches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out later that it was like an aspect of Judaism and I had to think about like, should I still make that the name of the thing? Like, right. Is that okay? But then going back and changing it seems like it would be 
uh, like disingenuous. And so I figured like if anybody, like I'll just, I'll just clarify if anybody asks me about it, that like <laughs> I mean a lich's phylactery and yeah. I learned about uh, its like spiritual significance. Can you imagine later. getting hate mail from Orthodox Jews? I mean, like I would listen to what they had to say. No, I'm not going <laughs> to sure. be like, "What do you yeah. tell me? What's no, what's what is it?" You know, like I, I, uh, I would be surprised. Yeah, I'm not that, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure it means. I'm not sure the name itself is like something important. Yeah, like yeah, I don't think that like the use. It of might that just word. mean. It might just be a fancy word for leather box. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah, and, like it's just become like specific to that purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on into the podcast. If it turns out that it, it is somehow appropriative to name an album, yeah. that uh, then let me know and I'll change know. it. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, but I looked into out. it and I couldn't find anything. So yeah. if you know more than me, which a lot of you do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is really a call for help for. <laughs> <laughs> both of us yeah um uh, but the writers of the people at uh uh um uh wizards of the coast yeah do not have those anxieties because uh, they just well they up, borrow yeah. so much from everything and yeah. they have golems which are already borrowing yeah. from uh jewish yeah i don't know what to call it jewish faith it's not because it's not i don't know if golems are like jewish texts yeah yeah, I'm not sure if it's like. I don't know where they come from. We haven't got to that chapter. Yet. Yeah, we'll save it. We haven't we'll got to the G's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they're from. Uh, uh, yes. What do you think uh, when you made phylactery? Mm-hmm. Um, did you do it in order to put your soul into it so that you would live forever? So the idea was uh, the uh, those songs were recorded on a radio show that i did yeah. uh where i would perform some uh modular synthesizer music and then just just put it out there and like because it was radio it was this ephemeral fleeting thing like it just kind of like you put it out there and then it happens if you catch it then you listen to it and if you don't it's sure. gone um and so by taking that fleeting thing and turning it into like a permanent recording that you could go back to i was like oh i'm like i'm i'm making this thing immortal that was that was fleeting before so like that's that's where that so the song itself is is, yeah, yeah, that's, experiencing unlife. Yeah, it's like this ephemeral Eternal thing unlife. is like in this spot that where it's it's there. Yeah, you know exactly. what would be neat? What if you took that idea and you made it more into uh, you? You furthered that idea, took it to the next step. I think, which would be like you you make your recording. Mm-hmm. The recording is the phylactery. The song is the phylactery. Right. And then you play that song and it gets into other people's minds so that even if the original recording is destroyed, like memory of the tune or the song itself is like what carries the life force of something. Yeah. Like as long as people know the music and like could perform it and like have it stuck, if somebody has it stuck in their head or somebody can play it somewhere, then like that is what uh like that's enough to sustain something yeah that's kind of a neat idea that's a really I cool think. idea that's a great idea <laughs> it's kind of i'm kind of ripping off um neil stevenson's snow crash i think which i read a long time ago but always stuck with me uh where like if i remember correctly like memes themselves like ideas are of, like viruses that yeah. will spread and are interested in their own survival in a sort of like 
Yeah. They're not like sentient, but they are sort of still like in the way that the same, I guess, same way their viruses are. Yeah, like they yeah. adapt and they are self serving just by the n- nature of their construction. Yeah. Like there's nothing, there's probably nothing that it's like to be a meme or a virus, but yeah. they uh, like decrease the net amount of entropy local to them. Like they mutate and become more complicated as a way to like continue existing. Yeah. Which is like kind of what life does, except we usually assume that life, there's something that's like to be a thing that's alive. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's, there's like an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with, with these things that just kind of self replicating. Yeah. They're the like self replicating nanobots, except they're uh, racist pictures of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> those could yeah the internet is a is a real vector for lich yeah uh, meme phylactery for sure spreading you know if you were if you if your like phylactery lich phylactery was like a meme like a mimetic thing or if it was a song you would like like if it was a song, you'd want it to be the catchiest, earwormiest yeah, song it'd be pop you could, music, right? right? It would be pop music, or it would be something that, like, I'm thinking, like, I like that's that's my main theory for what is. Baby Shark. Yeah, this is like a a viral song that's children's music that uh, uh, was a big deal a couple years ago, like uh-huh. the, earlier this year. And so I think, like, pretty much the song just goes like, "Baby Shark, do 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 do, Baby Shark, do 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 do, Baby Shark, do 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 do, do Baby Shark," and repeats in like different kinds of sharks. Like, there's Mommy Shark and there's other stuff. Oh, okay, right? it's like an endless uh, uh, television show intro. Yeah, but it struck a nerve <laughs> with like seemingly si- simultaneously all children everywhere in yeah. the world because uh uh it's uh like I, i'm sure i'm sure like those of you with like young children i'm sure who are listening know ex- exactly what this is and per- are probably perplexed that there's anyone in the world that doesn't yeah. know what this is but yeah it was like a it was like a it was like a uh it's it was just everywhere for a while right so yeah. if i was a lich right and i had to write a song to make sure that i lived forever <laughs> i would make it something aimed at children so they would carry it with them for the rest of their lives that was repetitive and like just like dumb enough to like make also other people want to repeat because they think it's funny you know (laughs) that's what i would do i wonder you could you could make it into because it's it could be too easy uh like the 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 simpler the phylactery maybe the less of yourself you could preserve into it. Yeah. We're like, if, but the more it'll spread, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Because I know thinking along those lines of like how children love that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do. They have no taste. They have no taste. No they don't. Taste they don't. They're show at least me a child 12. taste. And yeah. <laughs> I will show you a corrected man. But uh, until then, I maintain that. And, uh, like there are there are adults that don't have taste either, but the things they like are still probably a bit more complicated, right? Yeah. But I remember I'll never forget this when uh, Emily and I were staying at an uh, Airbnb in uh, New York one time, and it was we were staying in this 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 woman's house, and she had a daughter who was watching the television. It was like n- nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and the room was dark except for the light from the television and it was playing i want to say the teletubbies but it might have been some other like off brand yeah and she was um 
she was close enough. She was like touching the television yeah. and the television was like, like a 40 inch widescreen or something. Yeah. So she was totally engulfed in it and she was touching with both hands. Like she was like looking up at it because she's just, we, she's little. It was like, she was like, I've never seen Videodrome, but I've seen <laughs> like, yeah. I've seen, uh, the trailer for it. And I've, and I kind of get like, she looked like she was going to be eaten by the television yeah. and it was just like primary colors. It was just like colors flashing yeah, more or less. And she was just like getting absorbed into it. And I th- imagine like that is a highly, uh, uh, successful <laughs> meme. This, this, this is a thing that is capturing this person's attention. And like, uh, it's probably easy to encode, uh, if you wanted to, I find it like to live forever through grabbing attention through like primary colors flashing on a screen. Right. But like, it doesn't, it's not going to mean much. You can't code much information into it but you'll grab a lot of children with it. Yeah, it's like uh it's like you you boost the signal but like you lose fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like I wonder if you have to like you you can do that but you maybe you have to do like a bunch of those things in order to secure all like if you're a, a complete human adult, you have mm-hmm. to like put yourself into multiple phylacteries and send yeah. them out there. I bet that's what Alan Moore is up to. <laughs> Probably. He's probably thought of this already. He's probably listening to this and just laughing. Yeah. It's cool. They're on to me. I'll find out that art is magic. <laughs> it's never, I've never heard him talk, so I can't oh say goodness. whether or not. He sounds like somebody doing a fake British accent. It's amazing. Oh my God. It's he probably good. is fake. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a really great documentary about magic that he narrates yeah. that I highly recommend. Alex was talking about it's, that, I it's, think. It's great. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I will see. I will. I'd, I'd check that out. I don't know whether to believe anything he says or not. You know. Yeah. He seems I know. like the kind of guy that lies on purpose for his own cheeky reasons. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, like that's, that's like part that. of the brand, right? That's part of the brand. But like, also his whole deal is that like he is a magician, and literally right. by making art, you're, you're casting spells that yeah. like affect other people's consciousness just by making effective art. Yeah. You know? Which you are. Which you totally, are. Right? Yeah. You can change the world by changing the way people think about it. And you can do that with art. And so like, what's the, that's his whole deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's He's up to a that. Witch? Um, or is he just a well, not wi- yet. different kind of wizard? <laughs> yeah. Not just yet. a different kind of weird. Yeah. All right. Where the hell are we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are at now the second sentence. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. This is good. It contains just a fragment of its former self, just enough. So if disturbed, oh no, I didn't didn't even, I I skipped that whole thing. So it feeds souls to its phylactery. Yeah. That's a, we didn't even talk about that. So it it has to feed other people's souls to its phylactery. Yeah. Right. Which I never thought of. I never knew that. Yeah. What happens? Even though I thought I knew liches. What's it like to get fed to a phylactery, I wonder? Is it just, is that just that you just disappear? It's just like oblivion? Or do, yeah, right. Or yeah. do you just live in a, like, are you in stasis? Yeah. Do you, do you feel or perceive anything? I was like, when something's eating your soul, does that mean like, okay, I, I always thought of that, okay, it's, it's eating my immortal soul. So then I would just like stop existing. Yeah. Entirely. If, if, Which if, like, yeah. Uh, you like, the theology of the D&D world, mm-hmm. even the non- canon non-prescribed like forgotten realm stuff that's yeah. in there 
is very different from uh, our our world. So like people in D&D worlds are actually very concerned about where their souls go and it's right. almost like you're I don't know at what point you could actually learn the truth about it. Like I don't know if your average peasant understands that there are other planes of existence, but like anyone who's played D&D for like a little bit probably understands that there are there's all kinds of planes of existence. Yeah. And when you die, your soul goes to one of these planes of existence mm-hmm. and hangs out. Yeah. And becomes part of like an astral like economy basically, mm-hmm. especially if you go to hell where you're traded like like coins. You turn into a weird little worm person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like having your soul fed to something is like a real problem. Mm-hmm. Whereas is like it's a tangible like uh practical problem whereas yeah. in the real world this would be like a theological problem a philo- philosophical yeah uh debatable thing it's like what does this even mean but in D&D it's like no you want that soul <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you got a whole soul life after your your material world life so this yeah. is a real problem yeah like if somebody like told me that they ate my soul today here on earth <laughs> Like, I would be like, you say so. <laughs> yeah. It takes one to know one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that means. Um, if it starts to fail, the lich. So, if you stop feeding souls to the phylactery at mm-hmm. a rate at which it wants you to. Yeah. Then uh, the lich's bones turn to dust until just the skull remains. It contains just a fragment of its former self, just enough, so if disturbed, these remains rise into the air and assume a wrath, a wraith-like form. It emits a terrifying howl, slays the weak-hearted, and leaves others trembling with fear. It sinks back down and returns to the empty peace of its existence. So if you are a lich, and you just, like, forget to set your alarm... Mm-hmm. And you don't feed the phylactery. Yeah. And eventually, like, you just go, you just go, you get, like, lich Alzheimer's. And you forget what you're supposed to do. You forget your whole reason for unliving. And then you just become, like, a feral skull. Yeah. Like, I want to say, like, that's sort of built into, like, that's the curse of the whole lich thing, right? It's like, you, you become a lich so that you can live forever, yeah. but, like, guess what? Now you have to maintain that forever, and yeah. you, your job will never end, and now you have to feed souls to your phylactery, you know? So, uh, uh, you, you're, yeah. But then, like, you also just have to, like, eat to stay alive now in normal yeah. life. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, that, that just keeps going, but it's different. The idea of a, because uh, I imagine, I don't know how many liches would just become a demi-lich out of neglect, mm-hmm. because in order to become a lich, you have to be pretty on the ball. And like the rich, like usually the ritual that you have to do to like get it to happen yeah. is like unbelievably heinous, right? <laughs> so like you have to be really committed. Yeah. Yeah. So like what would be a failed lich? Would it just, like imagine a failed, someone who becomes a lich mm-hmm. and then is just like, can't get it together <laughs> to, to feed souls to the phylactery. Yeah, they just keep putting it off. Yeah, like, like what yeah. happens? So they like meet a they like meet someone on Tinder and they're like, oh, "I'll just get to that later." I'm just so into this like new 
love of my life or like they're so into uh whatever you do when you're an undead like you're just partying too much and like what do you do like what's happening why can't you get souls anymore i guess one thing that could happen is if you just like uh surround yourself with so much undeath that you no longer become uh there's like no one with any souls around you and you have to go to greater and greater uh lengths to actually get them to the point where you are now like living in a tower or a hole and you are like sending minions to go get people and it's just becoming harder and harder which yeah which is kind of it's that's sort of like the universe that dark souls takes place in yeah right everything's everything everywhere has been undead for so long and you go slowly more insane the more undead you get that like basically everyone's just shambling around in this spot they were told to guard like they don't know why nobody knows Mm. why anyone's doing anything everybody's undead you know so uh you if you're like the king of your lich kingdom and you've turned everybody undead, then sure, you've got this perfect kingdom, everything's under your control, perfect order, but like you just slowly lose your mind, right. <laughs> and so does everyone else. So maybe Demulich's, maybe like the whole of the world went through an entire cycle yeah. where like a lich or a bunch of liches rose to power, mm-hmm. uh, were so successful that they over-harvested, they pulled an Easter island. Yeah. AKA a rest of the world right now mm-hmm. thing <laughs> yeah. where they over consumed the resources and then like just disappeared. But because yeah. they're liches, they still have the like lingering, uh, unsnuffable spark of mm-hmm. n- necrotic life or whatever. So they, they just become like skulls lying in the dirt. Yeah. And so, and then, like a few humans or a few life forms left or like however like other gods send their seed into the material plane and yeah. and it all starts up again but then these little lich skulls are still hanging out from the mm-hmm. previous like universe cycle yeah cackling wildly yeah. when they're disturbed yeah making really bad jokes <laughs> yeah. at a certain point they would really they would reach like peak soul you know peak soul they yeah would, they exactly. would get increasingly difficult to harvest souls the uh soul return on soul invested yeah <laughs> the the souls you have to spend yeah. to get a soul are now greater yeah. than the return you, you used to get 100 souls per soul you spent now it's 10 <laughs> now they got to do fracking soil look at this bill <laughs> offshore look soul, soul drilling bill. you don't do that when you have lots of souls to get <laughs> uh I also like the idea of a, uh, of like a kind of, like a Skeletor villain, yeah, like a like a Saturday morning cartoon lich villain who just like every week tries to get a soul, <laughs> but just can't do it. Can't do it. Ah! Oh no! <laughs> and gets worse and worse at, at like for every failure, you know? Yeah. yeah. Where they're just like they're like a shuddering. Like they're almost turning into just the demi lich, but they're mm-hmm. still like shambling around. And the yeah. hero's like, "What's? Are you okay?" He's like, "I just really need a soul." Like you don't know. Yeah. What later in the <laughs> later in the series, I get like a really sympathetic character. You know, they they become one, and then at a certain point, you're just carrying this little soul or skull you around. Feel bad for him. Like, it's kind of like a you're baby. You're not going to feed him a soul. Like that's not the answer either. But yeah, and occasionally it remembers like who it was. It was like 
Larkthon, the scourge <laughs> of the living, you know? And then yeah. it's got this little moment where it's got this glimmer in its little skull eye and it remembers who it is. And it's remembering that it was in, like an omnicidal maniac, but like watching it, you're just kind of like, oh man, that's just, just kind of bittersweet. Can you imagine going to all the lengths of becoming a lich only to find out you're bad at it? <laughs> <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> You're just no good at maintaining a, a like villainous network of supplies. Yeah. yeah. Maintaining morale over your monsters, maintaining control. You were good at like the mag- the work at mm-hmm. the like the magic required, but all of the, the logistics. Yeah. You know, the entrepreneurialship that has to happen. Yeah, it's like those tech bros that are like brilliant engineers, you know, and then they start companies and then the company gets huge, but then their life gets empty because now they're just sitting <laughs> in board meetings. You yeah, know? yeah. It used to be about the necromancy. Yeah. <laughs> now, they're gonna, now they got to have meetings with like soul harvesters. Yeah. Um, soul harvesters union wants more. Uh, what do you feed them? Crickets? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this. I mean, like, if you had lich minions, like, you'd you'd probably want them to eat something other than souls. Right, yeah, you don't want them dipping into your your soul bank. Yeah, I like the idea that it's crickets, (laughs) and you've got to have this massive cricket farm. Yeah. Just to keep your minions fed. Just to keep the, yeah, just keep the the enforcers happy. Yeah. You got to get them, you know. Then you got the cricket goblins. (laughs) <laughs> they're a whole thing. Yeah. They've got unions, but they don't know what they're doing with them. But they're a chaotic thorn in your side. <laughs> chaotic goblin unions. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what is it? Yeah, this is great. We could, you could play a whole game where your players are just liches trying to maintain, a, <laughs> trying to get souls in a very difficult like monstrous bureaucracy that you've created <laughs> because you're too successful at getting souls. And now there are very few of them. You'd have to create like farms. You harvest people, mm-hmm. but all of your employees are trying to, uh, take from the top. What's, what's that term? Skimming. They're skimming yeah. off the yeah. top, right? Embezzling. They're embezzling souls. Yeah. And the souls that you're getting are just not that great. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like a, a good soul has, is born in some kind of like, like a triumph over adversity right sure like in in fantasy settings generally yeah it's like you uh like a like a like a it's it has to has some they have like, a lot of character yeah yeah but if they're all the same and they're just born under like an oppressive regime if they're just like led around and like fed grass and crickets mm-hmm. then like yeah what kind of souls you're getting you got to eat 10 souls for every one you used to get yeah at the farmer's market yeah so you would eventually you would need like to like get some hero souls again because yeah. like the farmed souls are. Like you would no have good. to. You'd have to run. You would then. You would start doing crazy shit where you oh. would like. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Where you like you, uh, you allow people yeah. to live and like think that they're living a real life, mm-hmm. but it's all been orchestrated by you. Yeah. To like raise the perfect, yeah. uh, wild fed human you you yeah you set up this elaborate amazing quest they've got to go on but the whole thing is smoke and mirrors all you you're you're setting up this theme park 
They're just a brain in a jar <laughs> experiencing oh my God. things. Or, or they're real and you're, you're, you are influencing their environment somehow. You know what's great is but this is like a, a way... Holodeck. This is a way for the Dungeon Masters to also be RPing. Oh my God. The whole time. The Dungeon Master is the Lich. Yeah. Feeding their players uh, mental feed. Mm-hmm. Just to get fat off the returns <laughs> of the... <laughs> The increased character of yeah. the people that they're playing with. That's why every day of their lives is so bizarre and eventful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is some heady shit. It's great. Okay, so that's good. Uh like we're paragraph three. Few liches seek to become a demi lich. Uh time can erode liches' senses and reason. For it means the end to the existence they hope to preserve by becoming undead. We kind of talked about that. Yeah. However, time erodes memory and reason, so it retreats and forgets to feed, forgets spells. But even as a skull, it remains deadly and vexing. Uh, sure. Yeah. Entropy always wins. Yeah. So it's got yeah. all the uh, the menace and the uh, some of the raw power of a lich, but it doesn't really know what it's doing. It doesn't really have aims anymore. Yeah. Because uh, liches... Like the 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 lich template was kind of set by what's what's his name Asurarak, yeah, from Tomb of Horrors, where it's a like a long thinking, uh, big picture kind of planner, yeah, who has seen all of the steps ahead of you, and is never going to be touched because it's already thought of everything. Although that kind of manifests in just like a funhouse dungeon buried uh, like 20 feet in the ground or whatever. Yeah. But that's kind of the idea. So the skulls are still kind of vexing, even though they don't have any plans anymore. They just scream at you and until you die and then it falls <laughs> back asleep. They have, here's the first subheading, enduring existence. It still has a phylactery. So the skull, if you destroy it, uh, the, it reforms after D10 days, mm-hmm. and it, it can restore itself to lichhood by feeding one soul to its phylactery, if it could only remember to do so. Right, yeah. So that's kind of weird because they don't, uh, it's unclear whether they would do that left to their own devices. But that's something maybe that some other villain could have as a thing that you have to stop. Right. Like the villain is trying to like resurrect Bring the super lich, lich some right? Sort. By yeah. like feeding a soul to the phylactery. And it wants to do this because if it's the one that does that, then it earns its favor. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, it's like it's yeah. somehow a servant or wants to be a servant or it's an old servant from back when it was a lich. It's a tr- still a true and believer. And yeah. like wanting to do this ever since. Maybe it could be like a construct of some sort or just like a long living uh, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> or that could be your quest for the players. Bring this lich back. Yeah. Maybe you don't know that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're doing something else. And it was all a trick. Yeah. Yeah. Or I like the, the I think I've, I've this, this one before, or like that lich knows something and remembers something from like super ancient times. And so you've <laughs> got to bring the lich back to life because it's the only one that knows the answer to the yeah, question. I would have. listen. That would be a true crime podcast that I would listen to. <laughs> this lich knows something. Some yeah. lich knows something. 
Unfortunately, the CBC won't. They don't have the budget for that kind of yeah. thing. Um, undead nature doesn't need air or food or sleep, mm-hmm. and it always has max hit points. Cool. Yeah. So what uh, what that means is, so every monster has hit dice, which just kind of indicates roughly what level it is. Mm-hmm. And I think the, so like each hit dice is like you get a D8 or whatever, and you roll it X number of times, kind of sort of corresponding to like whatever level it is or size, I think as well is a thing. Yeah. And then... That's the hit points, or it gives you an average of that, and that's usually what people use. That's what I use almost all the time is the yeah, average hit just points. The number they give you, yeah. But this, they want you to use the maximum. Is uh, that the number? The, they, yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Um, I don't know why exactly. I think because, like, by their own math, a tiny undead only gets uh, a d4 per level, right? So, like, even if we crank the level to 20, mm-hmm. which they did, yeah, that still only gives it an average of 40 hit points, which is pretty low. It's pretty low, yeah. For something that's kind of billed to be a big deal. So they yeah. just cranked it up and said, always max. Which I'm fine with. That's yeah. cool. And then that's kind of it for the description. So it's very rich uh, idea-wise, but it doesn't give you much to deal with out of the box. Yeah, and it's one of those monsters that it gives you an example of a specific one. Right, yeah, too. yeah. Yeah, Acerac. Acerac. Yeah. So we can read his little bit. I wrote it down somewhere. There's a quote. There's a quote on his oh, epitaph yeah, yeah. at the top. Um. I, Acerarak the Eternal, beckon you to your doom. Come, foolish ones, plunder my treasures if you dare. Others have tried, all have failed. From your own skin, tap. <coughs> <laughs> Tapestries will be woven, uh, and your bones will carpet my tomb. Uh, only I am beyond death's reach. Only I know the secret to true immortality. Yeah. Yeah. Takes a couple takes, but you you can get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sounds like a carnival barker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. step right in if you dare. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be a big deal, and he's. Uh, I guess, but I guess th- that kind of spirit, like the Tomb of Horrors, was. I, like I forgot. I didn't really look it up. It's like a second edition module notorious for uh murdering everyone that tries to play it (laughs) not the people that try to play it the it it kills players uh it uh it's just it's it's a pain in the ass and you have to like really i ran it once right um it was extremely difficult to even read to know what i was supposed to do like what was supposed to happen um, cause the details are like really buried in the, the text, the mechanics of it all are very hard to parse. You have to like read it all ahead of time and like make notes. Oh man. But, um, Gary Gygax made it to thwart long-term, uh, players <laughs> who had characters that were so high level that were, they were just now like walking over everything he did. Right. Yeah. And I guess they just got good enough at the game that they were like breezing through everything. So he made this module to be played at conventions 
uh, to really challenge until this like stick it to the players who thought that they right could do whatever they wanted yeah. now. So it's a truly antagonistic uh, dungeon to play, but it can be fun, especially if you, have, if you have the right mindset. Like I printed off like like a couple dozen character sheets just mm-hmm. because like and just, I just had them in a stack and it's like everybody pick off the stack. Yeah. We're not going to risk your long-term characters. We're just going to pick up these randoms. And when you die, just like put that sheet away, pick up another one. Yeah, another guy shows jump up. jump in in like yeah. two seconds so that cool. it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was it was fine. Uh, we got like, we never finished because we played all night and we, they only got like partway in. But only like two or three players, uh, uh, characters died, I think. So that with that kind of spirit, uh, Aserak being a carnival barker <laughs> makes a lot of sense, right? It does, like, yeah. Uh, Step right in. Win the little lady a magic sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just funny that I think afterwards, Aserak is made out to be like a really high level, like one of the, the biggest yeah. threats to the world. Yeah. Yeah. When really he should be like, he's like certainly powerful. He did all this stuff, but like he's kind of a mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's kind of a hot mess, which is endearing and makes him a good villain, but he's not like, he's not this great mastermind, I don't yeah. think. Just keeps doing weird stuff to do it. And yeah. yeah. He's got the kind of intellect where it's like definitely formidable, but like not extremely effective <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because his aims are like so uh inward looking he created this he put his phylactery behind many layers of uh obscurity for one Uh, and then when you find the place it's hard to even it's like there's no entrance you have to like dig around for it and it's like that said uh it is located uh if you have a bird's eye view it's a skull like the rocks form like a skull Mm -hmm. but you won't know that that's kind of like the spoiler alert, I guess. Right. The whole so part of the whole like uh, conflict between the the dungeon master and the players. It's really crystallized in this module because the idea is you you are encouraged to like not necessarily withhold information, but you have information, mm-hmm. and you are supposed to disc- if like. You are just you are to describe the layout and the shape of these rocks, and you have a map of it. And to you, it's like it obviously looks like a skull, right? Right? Yeah. And like, if you have that information, I think if you have like some other information, you can piece together where the entrance is. Yeah. But like, you are never because you are supposed to be like an omnipotent but totally neutral party. Right. You were not going to describe it as looking like a skull so that they can just figure it out from there. Yeah. You just describe it and it's up to players to like draw it themselves using like the dimensions that you give them and like the shapes that you give them. And they're just supposed to piece together and like have an, like they're supposed to deduce using detective skills what to do. And it, uh, it's the same with like all of the traps inside, like, it's just there are no rules for detecting traps. It's just like you describe it and then the players describe exactly what they do. Like I am touching the rocks in such a way and if they if they don't do it right, then you get to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. the thing. Uh, it's maddening. Yeah. And I think that's that's the Acerac is best 
like played as like the ultimate uh, obnoxious dungeon yeah, master. That's great. Yeah. Who's not putting on the kid gloves anymore? I guess. I guess if you want to look at it that way. That having to describe things that way, that reminds me of like a thing a lot of dungeon masters do, where they'll they'll put a gun in there, but then describe it as if you've never seen a gun sure, before. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. some kind of stick, and it's a, it's made of wood and iron, and it has what appears to be a crossbow trigger on it, and one thick end. Yeah, you know. This you is know? Like, yeah. That was probably more obvious than you know. Well, because you, you describe too. it in a way to like purposely obfuscate yeah. the fact that it yeah. is what it is. But for the purpose of this monster, uh, Asirarak is mentioned specifically because um, he actively wanted to become a demi-lich. <laughs> uh, because he foresaw... He wanted to become like the lich of all lich. He wanted to like go further. He wanted to go mm-hmm. to advanced lichdom. Yeah. Because he was tired of the whole body thing in the first place. And I guess if you are like conscious of turning into a demi-lich, if you are like mindful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of it, uh, you can kind of stay on top of it. So he became just a floating skull. Yeah. And is now able to like travel between the planes and dimensions uh, at will. And he's just like a floating skull. So he, he reduced himself even further to being just like a being of pure necrotic energy. Yeah. Less, but he still maintained his consciousness. Uh, this strikes me as a sort of uh, singularity thing. Yeah. Know what I mean? Like the elimination of the body entirely, yeah, to a being of like pure energy, able to transcend dimensions. Yeah, they can go anywhere, be anywhere. You know, you don't have to. Uh, no one can hurt you physically or emotionally mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, uh, you don't have to work out. No one can call you a nerd anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of down on the singularity because I hear when people, I listen to a lot of garbage podcasts, maybe not so much anymore, but like I was listening to one, this guy was going on about the singularity and how it was going to be so great that like no one could hurt you anymore. And it just sounded like someone who's just like not willing to deal with the real problems that they have, like probably doesn't go outside and probably doesn't like exercise or eat right. Yeah. (laughs) And if like, I don't know. I think like if anybody is going to like transcend their physical bodies and get to live inside of a computer forever and not have to worry about anything, it'll be the uh, fucking billionaires that burn down the world for the rest of us. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So it's not something we can all look forward to. Yeah. It's not going to want everyone jacked into the same mainframe. No. So I think that's gross. Yeah, you got to touch them with your get their poor hands on it. Your your ones and zeros touching. (laughs) Nothing stopping them. So that's what that's what Sarah kind of reminds me of. Just like a just a nerd who like. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that as someone with a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, I don't use that term lightly. Yeah, but you know what, Chris? We're we're gonna live and die. It's, it's <laughs> flesh and blood. This podcast yeah. is our phylactery. Yeah, <laughs> we'll live forever. 
wherever this podcast lives on the internet. <laughs> I just, I like the idea of like a flashback to like childhood Acer Iraq, you know, and someone just like shoves him, takes his lunch money, like <laughs> nerd, you know, he's just like in an eighties middle school. <laughs> yeah. But he's got like an onk necklace or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And kind of looks at it and he's like, oh, I'll show them. Yeah. It's like, it's really big and like kind of gaudy. <laughs> it's, it's really... Yeah, it's huge. Like, it's really embarrassingly big. I used to wear a really big, uh, like, yin-yang. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I used to have a bunch of necklaces and stuff. Mm -hmm. I used to wear this big yin-yang. I just, I just, it was just, like, chunky and, like, and, like, big. And I was, like, yeah. Yeah. I went, like, uh, went to a Catholic school. So it was, like, a big deal. It wasn't, like, it should have been, like, a pentagram or something. But I wasn't ready for that, I guess. (laughs) Um that was my way of stepping around it. You yeah. Know? It was like, uh, wasn't like, it was a non Abrahamic, uh, religious symbol that didn't actually mean I had to like commit to anything. I think right. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It was chill. Totally. It was a chill alternative. Wouldn't do that now. Now it'd be a pentagram. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or I guess a beholder, which is now tattooed on my hand, I guess is like how, I'm, how I'm making up for that now that I think about it. Related. Oh, here's a, within the Acerorak description, there's the trap soul maneuver. Oh, cool. That they can use. So that's how you trap a soul. Yeah. It's the mechanics of soul it. Soul trap. Soul trap. You have to make a charisma saving throw on the failed save the soul is magically trapped. So that's it. Save or die, which I like, which is an old school thing. But I bet you there's a way to get it out. Oh, the, <laughs> the target's body and equipment it's carrying cease to exist. What you could do is have, is if you get soul trapped, um, then you have your own mini adventure inside of the Lich's phylactery, which is a dungeon you can escape. Oh, cool. That would be can't be too easy though, fun. right? No, it has no. To be oh, it would have to be bonkers because it's Acer Iraq, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like another fun house. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that just sweetens this. Maybe that's like like uh, it like sweetens the soul mm-hmm. because it gives them like one last little like attempt. Yeah, which just like gives it that little. Yeah, uh, when you're raising uh, hogs, right? You finish them on apples or something like that, right? Which is like a really, uh, it's it's uh, to uh, to like f- give yeah. them the apples at the end. <laughs> it's yeah. a weird thing to do, but if you do it for souls, uh, it just sweetens the last little bit. You know, you don't want them eating apples forever because mm-hmm. that's not sustainable. No, <laughs> give them that last, and they think they're getting away. They think they're getting away, but they're going into your mouth. <laughs> your soul eating mouth yeah in uh, your totally head. but there's yeah. got to be in order for it to be real i guess the thing the like conceit would be that there has to actually be an attainable way out right yeah because then it would all like it, it wouldn't be the universe would know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you can't trick the universe that's the secret to lich magic yeah is there's always gotta... you, there's no loopholes you just got to play the game yeah that's kind of fun yeah what if the game you were playing, you didn't know anything about this, you were just like right. level one characters, but you were all actually, it is revealed to be, you are souls that have been recently trapped into yeah. a lich's 
phylactery. Yeah, you're all already dead. You're and in the yeah, phylactery. But all of the yeah. events that you are you are going through are like it takes because this this is uh, a soul mm-hmm. trapped in a gem for 24 hours is devoured and ceases to exist. So you have a time limit. Yeah, but what yeah. if like the time could work differently, right? Like right. you could. It's a conception rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe if you wanted. Maybe. God, what if you got trapped in another? There's a lich inside of it. <laughs> Which, like, the original lich, like, had no control over. Like, yeah. Yeah, just, that just like, happened. Said, One of the guys whose soul it ate, <laughs> like, yeah. managed to do the lich ritual inside of the phylactery. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so you get stuck in that one. Or, like, you, yeah, like, you, you set up the, the trap within the soul <clears> according <throat> to, like, some algorithm, and the algorithm spat out, like, another lich. Whoa. By accident. Yeah. And now eventually like, you I, find childhood Acerarach. I like I like the guy, I like your idea though actually. I like someone who's trapped in a soul attaining lichdom within the universe inside <laughs> the the phylactery yeah. and creating endless it's liches all the way down. Liches all the way down. <laughs> uh man. Okay. Um layer actions so here's some things that suggests that can happen in a demi-lich's lair. Uh, a demi-lich hides its earthly remains and treasures in a labyrinthine tomb guarded by monsters and traps. So I was thinking about this. Uh, like, what are like? Why would you do that? Hmm. And your and your phylactery, I imagine, would be included in that, right? Like. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, like, the phylactery and all your your treasures and st- why set up an elaborate complex of architecture and like payroll or an ecosystem? If you have like non sentient uh, or like non intelligent creatures guarding your stuff, you still have to set up something so that they can live, where they're they're eating and sleeping yeah. and like they are capable. They're healthy enough to repel invaders. So, like, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, like, the more complex system you build, the more, I imagine, it'd be easy to find it because there's more, like, loose ends tying yourself to the outside world. Yeah. Because your ecosystem might not exist in a vacuum. Or even if it did, like, it's just there's so many, like, ways to get in there. But, like, what, like why do that instead of just, like, burying it somewhere? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know, but yeah. I was thinking the answer might be that like, uh, it is with your, you've got spells like locate object mm-hmm. yeah. and if enough lore exists about your thing that it would be easy to find. So like, I imagine that they're like the first people that were liches thought that they could just like bury stuff mm-hmm. and then they were found easily yeah. and then the next level Next level lich stuff is you create an elaborate, like a server rack did. Yeah. Hit it. But once you find it, there's like you, there's doors and hallways that you can walk through. Like you can get to it, mm-hmm. but it's like riddled with traps of, right. and, and stuff. So I guess it's like you're like gambling on like, okay, they're going to know where it is, but I'm going to make the safe it's in a whole building mm-hmm. that kills you. Yeah. Right. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't like you could, you could just throw it to the bottom of the ocean. Right. Right. Somewhere. Yeah. Where the environment 
is yeah. hard to get at. But some shitty wizard so much who magic, doesn't like you right? can just like use some magic to breathe water. Like ask some merfolk yeah. to like go find it. It's, yeah. You could, what if you put it in the sun or something? I guess like the yeah, it'd be hard to put something in the sun and not have it be yeah, destroyed. That's true. You could just like throw it into space real far, right? Like if well, it's, that's, I don't think that's a good idea. That's probably the case. You need to get to it. <laughs> you might need <laughs> to get to it. And there's so much crap uh, in space yeah. in the D and D world that like a, a yeah, mind flayer is going to get empty. it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's not what you want. No. It'll get uh, uh, stolen by, like, space pirates. Like, I'm sure it's just more fantasy bullshit the further out into space you go. fantasy bullshit, man. D&D world. Damn this fantasy bullshit. <laughs> so they make these these weird lairs. So in it, in the yeah. crypt, Damalich has access to lair actions. So these things uh, are suggested that you do these. So, like, in your there's a fight, there's an mm-hmm. initiative count, and at the 20, you can do... Uh, some of this stuff. The tomb trembles violently for a moment. Each creature on the floor of the tomb succeeds, has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or get knocked prone. Cool. That's okay. Yeah. I yeah. think I think you should accompany that with uh, uh, the Demulich should say something. It should be... So the, the Demulich can't really make much sense unless it's a Sirarak, right? Yeah. Um, but the... It should just be something nonsensical or it should be like, it should be thinking it's fighting like old enemies or like, you know. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to like make a shrieking exclamation of some sort for the, the DM. Um, make sure you startle your players too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just shake the table. Yeah. Knock their crap like, over. Yeah. Knock drinks out of their hands. <laughs> ah! Spell <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wes made a, uh, a a sweeping motion with his hand as if to like smack someone in the face in the process of being dramatic. Uh, the next the next action, the Demulich targets one creature it can see within 60 feet and an anti-magic field fills the space, uh, moving with it until the next round. That's eh, whatever. That's a little too tactical. Although it sucks to have like anti-magic around you. Yeah. So you can't cast spells. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think you should, like, if you did a bit more homework and you thought about, like, who the Demulich, like, used to be worried about. Right. You should make it, like, cast spells that it thinks, if its big problem was, like, ice people, they would, like, shoot fire or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. Something more, like, thematic. Yeah. Something more, like, uh, more character. Because the Demulich is, like, a real character, I think one of those almost named villains or should be yeah unless you just stumble on it not much is known about it but like it should still have i think it's more fun even if you aren't even if the players don't have opportunity to like learn about it ahead of time to like have that stuff behind the scenes so that Mm -hmm. you know if you're running the game like what this lich used to be all about yeah and what it would do Mm mm-hmm uh, what else? Demulich targets any number of creatures it can see, and none of them can regain hit points until the next round. Yeah, that's a gen- generally good necromantic enemy thing to do, I guess. I think it should be like all the time. Yeah. Like no one can regain life around yeah, the Yeah, you just can't heal, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. You have to like leave the room or something. You yeah, to, like, like you can. From out of range. You can maybe maintain life, but you can't like 
improve on it yeah, or like yeah, add like, to it. I think HP yeah. can't go up yeah. around it yeah. at all. Yeah, it's like a it's, it's like a gravity an well, but for like life force, yeah. like towards this thing. Maybe any HP lost goes towards it, and like it gains it or something. Shit, yeah, <laughs> that would be that. Shit, that'd, that'd be hard. <laughs> oh wow, that would be super hard. Yeah, I guess, it's it, like you know. I think there should be super. It does hard. have a move though that's just like like energy drain. Oh yeah, I didn't really look at the yeah. moves ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, it's got a move called Vile Curse. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> They're like they look like like Halloween decorations. Yeah, like they, they should do. just be like straight up evil weirdness. Yeah. Right. Uh lair traits. Here are some suggested traits of their lair. The first time a creature enters the tomb's area, the creature takes a bunch of necrotic damage. Eh. That's okay. I think uh what might be better is it like it? It's a straight up save or die, or it just kills you unless you have some sort of um, thing prepared. Yeah, unless you've done something else. Yeah, you have to have done something evil. <laughs> to oh yeah, get hey, there, right. Oh, that's a good one. Right. So like, you can stop the greater evil, but you've got to like, you gotta you gotta do something. Or you gotta have at least one. Like you, you have to have like an evil person in your party yeah. enter first or something. Yeah. So you have to like get and someone who's evil to come yeah. with you. Or maybe that's how you find out that some of your uh, party members have been evil this whole time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. As they get in unscathed. You get, yeah, there's a bunch of ways you could have fun with that. Yeah. Monsters in the tomb have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened and against features that turn undead. Okay, sure. Yeah. Good. The tomb is warded against... The magical travel of creatures the Demulich hasn't authorized. So that was something I think was in the original Tomb of Horrors as well. It's like you can't just teleport it yeah. around. You have to actually walk through the place. Right. Um, yeah, can't teleport in or teleport to leave. Things they aren't used. Yeah, so that's, yeah, no teleportation. That's a good one. Yeah. Then you could put secret rooms there that you mm-hmm. can only teleport to if you somehow manage to make friends with the Demi Lich. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to do with that, but... That's just... Yeah. I mean, that's just like a... That just stops you, the players, from... That makes sure the players have to actually engage with, like, the layout of your yeah, dungeon. Yeah, you gotta do something. I'm just like, as soon as, like, you can't teleport around without authorization, or like, okay, well, then... Oh, I see. You're playing. I'm with immediately the tempted to like put how, rooms how you can get only get to with authorization, right? And that would be a reason to try to revive a demulich. Yeah, because a demulich is like not going to cooperate because it's just like it's going to shriek at you sh- and try like to steal your life. Skull. Yeah, worried about communists or whatever it <laughs> like used to be. Used to be the problem. <laughs> Street crime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just looking at the stat block. So I like I like the image um, of the demulage. It's pretty good. It's a weird with gems for eyes. Yeah, uh, it's 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 you don't have to do a whole lot more than like have something be a skull for me to like it. But what I like I like the yeah. gem eyes in particular because there's something about like so a floating skull mm-hmm. with it's got some like weird uh, like wispy smoke, not wispy like chunky smoke. Yeah. Behind it. Um, 
pretty cool floating floating skull uh that's just like death walk like flying around yeah it's kind of what that means but the 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 gems whoa i don't know if you guys heard that but a pigeon just flew by the window we got an open window because it's damn hot um but anyways uh the gems are like they're like gems are just like things you find on earth right right and there's there are people that believe that crystals have all sorts of uh powers and putting them in a floating head in a floating skull is like if this is asurak he's like become a floating skull master of death but he's also used the like inherent magic power of like physics yeah to let him get around and like right so it's like using he's become like a real master of not just like ne- like necrotic energy but of mm-hmm. like he's kind of like one with the universe itself. Yeah, yeah. Cuz that's like okay, like there's like physical properties of like some weird material here. Yeah. Right? That like works as a conduit for like magical energies. Cuz energy like the magic is just like that's parts of that's still the universe it's still reality you can just like will it to do stuff right yeah so and like, like uh sometimes uh necromancy is is thought to be like um a corruption of that of like the natural yeah. of like the inherent magic or nature of things mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's like a uh it's not of it it's like a it's a it's something else it is like a wrong thing to do whereas other magic is like like you say, just using what's kind of already there, yeah. like manipulating stuff that's already there. Um, and sometimes some there's like some D and D gods, or like there's some sects or whatever that are like anti necromancy because it's um, it's not of this world. It like it upsets the natural order in a way that the other ones don't as much. Yeah, but when you see the like the gems are, like, I don't know. I think it's just it's neat. It is neat. I also like that the gems are like they're not identical. They're like they're one is like a different shape slightly than the other one. Yeah, they're like roughly hewn. Yeah, they're like wonky, they're and it sort perfect. of makes him look like he's got an expression. Yeah, you totally. Know? He's got a yeah. bit of character in the face. So that's cool. The old, uh, the like second edition or like whatever, the old one I looked up looks good too. It's just like instead of a floating head, it is like the skull in a pile of bones in some like dust. So oh, it looks co- it looks like nothing. It's just a regular like, skeleton. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of cool. That's it, cool. Um, it's like even someone who became a lich is just a pile of nondescript bones that don't look any different from anyone else's. Yeah, Memento Mori the finality. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Memento Mori. <laughs> And that's good too, because you come across a lot of piles of bones usually in fantasy settings. All the time, you it's even, everywhere. You don't even mention it anymore. Yeah, sometimes. we live in a world with like seven and a half billion people. I never just find bones. <laughs> you got to hang out with me and Emily more. <laughs> All kinds of wildlife. Well, yeah, I mean human bones. Uh, I had some notes. I feel like we've been talking a long time. What are we at here? We uh-huh. are at. One hour and eight minutes. Awesome. I'm so good at that. I know when it's an hour. Uh, Lair, we did that. We talked about the lairs. 
Yeah, so I think uh, to just to hammer it in, I think the whole lair, mm-hmm. if you have a demo that should be based around its previous life and its previous cast of enemies and allies yeah. and whatever. Yeah, because it's not making new decisions. No, 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 no. And like, I also wanted to try and like really hammer in how a demi lich should be different from a lich, which we're going to cover in uh, twenty thirty mm-hmm. if we're still here. Um, liches who seek demi lichdom. I think it'd be kind of fun uh, if you also had liches that like wanted to be a demi lich, but not in the way that Esserac wanted to. They wanted to become sort of like a mindless, uh, like just feral spark of necrotic yeah. anger or whatever like as like a pure form of life is being this like mindless undeath but you can't be controlled by other people which is yeah. like most undead are you usually need, controlled yeah you need to like, be a wild undead yeah but like that's uncontrollable yeah but and like the, that is yeah. preferable to whatever life you have now yeah because cool. you're trapped by like I don't know, desire is something or whatever. You're not truly free, but you'll be free once you destroy your ego cool. and become a demi-lich, right? That's cool, yeah. yeah. Hardcore lich. Yeah. <clears throat> or like... Straight edge lich. Yeah. Um, you, would need, you would need to have, like, liches would have to be more common than they are for this to happen, but you could have, like... Um, like a bunch of liches that amongst liches start a death cult. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, like a lich death cult where the, like the liches are like choosing to become demi liches because of like some other belief that it, they have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, it's like, even more hardcore than yeah. becoming a lich. And the regular liches are like, this is a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't solve it though. Yeah. They kind of freak us out. Maybe we've got to get some other people to solve it. And that's where, Whoever, that's where the adventures come, come in or they're <laughs> they're caught in the crossfire of this lich on lich war of oh, like man. the death cult of extra dead liches trying to get the regular dead liches and to all of this is happening within a phylactery <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i don't really have a whole lot else to whole lot else to add um have you seen the Articles floating around about young people growing horns on their skulls because of cell phone use. What? No. <laughs> That's basically it. There's no... I think I saw something refuting that these were real. Yeah. Um, I would. I don't believe they're real, even if they're real. I, yeah, I immediately don't believe but that. But it was floating around a couple of weeks ago um, this... th- through like cell phone use, like over... Because young people, especially, I guess, I don't know. I so my theory. This and everything I know about this, you just told me. Yeah. <laughs> but my theory is that uh, there was like one paper somewhere that observed like some kind of like growths in places where horns would be of like fractions of a millimeter, right? And that this, somehow it suggested that this might be correlated with cell phone use, right? And journalists still have and never will figure out how to responsibly report on scientific research. Right. And it, they have started a new satanic panic bunch of nonsense yeah. by uh, 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 making decisions based on what will get people to click on ads of course. versus yeah, yeah. what's real and what's not real. And that's my, and I, I, it, I'm going to put money on that. This is this <laughs> the killer clowns yeah. and the Tide Pod eating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just, uh, how do you, how do you game this? How do we game how this? this? Like, how do we? How do we? Um, maybe, maybe you can't. I just thought of skulls. Yeah, 
horns. Uh, maybe if you talk to, if you, the mark of a servant of a lich starts growing horns. Yeah, maybe just all of smartphones is like the whole hyper object of smartphones mm-hmm. is a lich's phylactery. Right. Yeah, you could you could hide it. You could hide your phylactery. In yeah, hide whole... your phla- phylactery in the desire to swipe on a screen. <laughs> and if that desire is in people, then you are alive. Yeah. See, it's and a big risk, but if you can pull it off. If you can pull it off, yeah. You get a good... But your evil magic uh, leaves its mark on people. Yeah. And that's where the horns are coming in. I made a list of... Uh, um kind of villainous heads (laughs) (laughs) villainous heads okay villainous heads let's Um, go villainous heads uh in sin city yeah uh what's his name i'm bad at this so benicio del toro yeah plays i forget their name uh he's a really bad guy yeah and he gets his head cut off right but then what's his name clive owen Mm -hmm. is driving around with Benicio del Toro's head oh, in yeah. the passenger seat next to him and he starts talking um in a really that's a good scene. Yeah. Uh It's not really a lich, but you could have a villainous head, the head of a villain return as a as a non-important character but who just like sasses you. <laughs> Cuz it's just it's a head, it can't do yeah, a it can't whole do anything. lot. It might yeah. not might not might just be in your head. Yeah. Uh uh andros from star fox oh yeah star fox star fox 64 one of my favorite games yeah yeah me me too man um the super nintendo one i was into as well yeah where uh that's kind of like another like i like the head the villain head because it's like it's still a villain still maintains their personality and stuff Mm. but their like physical nature is now beyond they're not. They're not just yeah. running around anymore. No, they don't need to. They're 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 a giant head. They're transcending. Yeah. They're transcending. So you're almost fighting like a concept, or you're fighting like some something attaining godhood, mm-hmm. and you don't want them to. You don't want you don't want the villain to become the new way of life for everything. Yeah. So you got to shoot it with lasers. Yeah, you got to shoot it with shoot lasers. Shoot the you can, you can... glowing weak spots. <laughs> Phylactery, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is when a lich keeps the phylactery in their head. <laughs> in, in small parts of their head that expose themselves when he uses his yeah. greatest attacks. <laughs> There's just no way around like keeping your phylactery yeah. uh, invincible. There's a, there's a movie, I've never seen it, called They Saved Hitler's Brain. I haven't seen it I don't know anything either. about it, yeah. but here, there's a photo of uh, a guy that looks like a really tired Hitler. <laughs> in, a, in a jar hidden in a jar yeah um which uh, the, my suggestion was going to be uh richard nixon's head in futurama yeah 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 futurama yeah. uh all their heads in jars yeah um zardoz has a villainous head oh, that yeah. spits guns at people that's true um <laughs> i've never seen it so i don't know what to make of that <laughs> the gun is good the yeah. penis is evil <laughs> yeah the penis is evil the gun is good yeah um that's and uh yeah I don't, those aren't liches though right isn't that like a construct that's that's like a spaceship and inside of it is like a 70s retro futuristic living room <laughs> the perfect layer for a <laughs> that, lich, that takes you to the uh rich people that have been putting guns on your planet for fun what if it de- 
That sounds like a lich plan of some sort. <laughs> just <laughs> have a whole side of the planet be like tribalistic people running around and occasionally we throw guns at them in it from a giant yeah, head. Yeah, so that they grow character. <laughs> they grow character, yeah. <laughs> They're otherwise peaceful agrarian societies and yeah. you introduce like uh, asymmetrical warfare. <laughs> give one side guns. Just, just um, to give the souls that extra little, you know, little... Yeah. <laughs> What if you had uh, a lich made his lair in the giant skull of a demi-lich oh, yeah. that floated around and you got it to do things and you had a 70s living room inside? <laughs> what, the, what would the control panel like that be? I, it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a, a cocktail bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or a Twister. Like a Twister board game. I think that was in the 70s, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, an alien, Ash, the evil robot, becomes a head after it's destroyed and dismantled and starts giving information. Yeah. Which is like a scary scene. So it gives information. Maybe that's a good reason to contact a Demulich is like you want to hook it up to some diodes and get it to tell you what it knew about stuff at the time mm. of its uh, reign. But you yeah. have to like wrangle it. It's weird magic brain. It's, is it like a really, it's like a very powerful quantum computer. <laughs> yeah. And you got to yeah. feed it like half a soul or something. Yeah. So it doesn't like come back fully, but you want it to regain some consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's a thing you could do. Yeah. Um, there's a film I've never seen also called The Man with Two Brains. I don't know much about it, but there's I saw an image of like, it's like a guy in a hat, but the guy, the, the head is just a brain in, in a jar, but it's wearing like a little sun hat. <laughs> it looks pretty good. I'm going to get that. When is it from? Later. Uh, 83. 83. Nice. Yeah. Man with two brains. There's something about a head in Prometheus, but I don't remember it because I was really high when I watched it, and it's mm, not a good movie. Yeah, I think they find <laughs> one of the alien human heads. Oh, do, yeah. At one point, I think, and they uh, do something with it. I don't remember. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's. I wasn't a fan. Me neither. I made a lot of excuses for it when it came out. Yeah. But I think that was because the people I was with didn't like it, and I was just like reflexively being. You were contrarian. trying to be enthusiastic. About yeah, it. yeah. I was like aesthetically, I like this. Be thankful so... you saw a movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. And yeah, and, and like I was like, you know what? Maybe it didn't make sense. That's just because it's really good, and everyone sure. else is just stupid because they don't know how good it is. And like I, yeah. I make all of these excuses for something, and like do all these backflips to like make it make it good when it's not why well, do that i do that with things sometimes because uh, i don't know you're yeah. you're an enthusiastic guy yeah, yeah. i think i think you, you think you try to see the bright side i I'm would like overly to charitable with art a lot of the time i'm overly art. charitable with art i think yeah. yeah it's just nice to have things sometimes even when they're not good yeah <laughs> yeah but maybe i don't know is is nothing better than something bad when it comes to aesthetics it's a good question you know i don't know i think yeah when that's it comes to art this is a we're, we, we we're starting a brand new podcast yeah. right now <laughs> um i kind of i believe that it is bad to add ugliness to the world but you kind of that's the trick is like when you first when you're making things like 90 percent of 
generally, I would say this is true of most people. Yeah. What you make is is not good, mm-hmm. but you yeah. just keep it private. Yeah, right. You never make it with the intention of it leaving. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, um, I think you're right that it that it is uh, uh, bad to add ugliness to the world, like to create bad art. And like then it's not it's not just people. a missed opportunity. It is like a net uh, negative. Yeah, it detracts. Mm-hmm. It's not just a oh well came mm-hmm. out neutral. Yeah. But I also think that uh, you can change the nature of art by uh, doing creative things with your interpretation of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so there can be something where it's like, it's bad unless you look at it this way and then it's good. And so, I, so I, I try to, you can turn negatives into positives by like finding those things right. that make it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But then I think, I, think, I think my, I think my kind of pseudo mathematic vision yeah. of it still holds where like, if you if I make a bad thing, yeah, and you glean some sort of positive outcome for it, right, then that tips it negative or sorry tips it positive, mm. but most people like if it's a bad thing, then I'm thinking yeah. most people aren't doing that that's probably true, right, yeah, so like you might be as a a charitable consumer of art um like turning. Like cranking out diamonds out of these this coal yeah. that's being shoveled into you, but that's you. That's not like the work itself. And it's like it. You you would do better having observed something of slightly better quality. You're right. You're right. You My know? interpretation of it, it like you're being very in a charitable space. again. Yes. You're being very charitable yes. again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Didn't like Prometheus. <laughs> like I don't like it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it is a bad movie. I kind of want to check it out again because I know lots. Of, I don't know lots of people like it, and I was. But I they, was, they like they um, they 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 made they added so many like like extra metamorphosis steps to the aliens that like yeah, but it's, I, you just got to look at it as like not an alien film. Like, yeah, but there's kind, a you have xenomorph. to kind of forget. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same. Anyways. Uh, you're at the end of the podcast, yeah. So we won't go on about Prometheus, uh, unless you want us to. I don't know what we're doing. Email us. Email us. <laughs> uh, hashtag more Prometheus. Uh, we don't have a Twitter account, so don't do that. But yeah, email us monstermanualmash at gmail dot com. Is that it? <laughs> uh, Did they put Monster Manual podcast? I think it's monstermanual dot com. I think that's it. Monstermanual dot com. No. <laughs> what did you? What was? What was the first one you said? It's an email account. Yeah. Monster, Monster Manual Mash at Gmail dot com. That's yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant yeah, to say. We don't have a website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, and that's it. Next, uh, I don't have the the manual in front of me. What's next time? The next one is actually going to be demons demons okay it's gonna be a big one i don't know if we're gonna have to split it up we'll have to see uh we'll we'll see i'm gonna do one episode because each of the demons uh enough like i think they can all be contained within one episode yeah we can we can we can like quickly go over like balor is this thing burgula is this other one (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about garisto we'll see what happens yeah thanks for listening uh like 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 me and subscribe <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know do whatever you want and we're we're just we're just happy to have you and uh we won't hopefully take another like two months off yeah 
and uh that's great all right i'm having a good time me too yeah all right goodbye bye <laughs>